Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast uh, here from Cheyenne Hills Church. I'm James Damey. And I'm April Damey. And we are excited to be able to kind of kick off a brand new series talking about evangelism and kind of what that means. And um, a lot of this came from our uh, Armor of God series that we just finished doing where a lot of us uh, picked a different piece of the armor of God and we talked about that. And if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and maybe listen to a couple of those. April and I did the uh, preparation of the gospel of peace. So the sandals and it was it was really neat. And But in, in part of that, we talked about how we were taught to prepare ourselves to yeah. Uh, evangelize. And we had just mentioned in passing the Romans road. And um, that's something that we learned uh, pretty young. And I I think it's a great tool to use. And um, so in talking with our staff, we thought we would just kind of touch base on what does the Roman road look like? What is it about? And so we're just going to kind of lay it out for you today. That's I I think we take for granted these things we grew up with and just think that, well, everybody knows about this. And and they don't. And so it's it's exciting to to kind of pull dust this old tool off and, and get to share it. Yeah. And I think the key word there is old. So we're yeah, uh, <laughs> we're to that point where everything comes around again. And so being our age, um, it's neat to kind of bring in some of the things we learned that got forgotten. Now, we learned this before Internet, before oh, texting. Yeah. Back Before when phones. Bibles were all old school paper. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and so were people and stories. So do you remember flannel graphs? Do you remember oh, yeah. those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, Joseph and the Coat of Many Colors was my favorite. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. As long as they put the coat on. Yep. Um, so we're going to move along a little quicker now. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to bring us back around to our, our podcast uh, about the, the shoes. We talked about 1 Peter 3.15 but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. And that was just such a key passage in that, just being prepared. How do I be prepared? And we talked about the Romans road. And again, James, you, you said it, we were taught this as children. It's really just the most simple way to guide somebody through the gospel. The gospel is not complicated. It's really simple. I mean, as children, we were taught this. And my favorite trick or life hack that we were taught, like I said, old school Bibles, right? Paper. Oh, yeah. We would open up to the first passage in Romans, which is Romans 3.23. Mm-hmm. And on that passage, I would write the reference of the next passage so that as I'm reading and, and walking somebody through this, this road, I remember where the next step goes. So it's just a simple little hack. If you are following along in your actual Bible, just jot down the reference of the next one. It helps kind of lead that forward. Yeah, and it's it's not a lot of verses, but no. and eventually you'll be able to have it memorized. They're not long verses either, and so um, just kind of the Romans road is just a little guide for us to be ready. And so the first one starts in Romans three twenty three. So you'd uh, open your your Bible or New Testament. Um, all these are in the New Testament. So if you don't want to carry your big family Bible around with you, you can have a little <laughs> one, or just highlight these and make a note on your U version app. Yep. You can also make little notes on there that tells you where the next one is. Um, and so Romans three twenty three, um, and this is kind of just talking about the why yeah. we need a savior. So understanding the why. So it's a great place to start with. Why do I need a savior? This one kind of focuses on um, we are all sinners by nature and by choice. And so Romans three twenty three says, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of the God's glory. 
And uh, I like how it says, actually, in my every man's Bible here, is that we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And that's that's kind of the first place to start. We don't we don't we aren't going to want something that we don't think we need. Um, And so starting right off the bat with, hey, this is the reason. This is the reason why we need a savior, because none of us can uh, meet God's standard. And I think it's easy at this point uh, for us to start uh, doing that, um, that horizontal battle of, well, I might be, I I might have sinned. I might have done a sin or lied, Um, but I'm not as bad as a murderer. I'm not as bad as that person over there, that person over there. And so understanding that that's not the standard and always bringing it back to realize the standard is not to be better than the person next to you. It's God's glorious standard that, that we can never reach. Um, and so they say two different things here. First of all, that we are all sinners by nature. So because of Adam, sin entered into the world. Um, that is something that that we all carry with us. You know, um, your mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa, all the way up to Adam have sin because of what happened in the Garden of Eden. Um, that is different than sins. The sins are the things we do by choice. And so we are all sinners because if you look at those Ten Commandments, every one of us at one point has yeah, we fall short. fallen short yeah. and God has not God's glorious standard cannot be reached because we are mortals. And so looking at this in our sin, the things we choose to do, whether it's lie, steal, murder, all of those commandments that we read. And the Bible says that if we've committed one, we've we're guilty of them all right. because that is sin. It encapsulates in one big bubble sin. And so, um, though by those two things, we are sinners. And we fall short of that glorious. Yep. Glorious standard. Glorious standard. So on this one, at this point, you would write uh, Romans 6, 23 next to this passage. This is our next step onto the Romans road. Um, and Romans 6, 23 um, covers the cost or my cost as, as a person, as a human, my cost. So six twenty three says for the wages of sin is death. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty simple to understand. But the gracious gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So my cost is it's really it's really simple. Because I sinned, I'm gonna die. That's my cost. And looking at that, man, we receive eternal life as a free gift. I think this is important to remember because it's easy for us to jump back into and this again is is we're trying to give you tools and, and little tips to if when you're telling somebody about about Christ about the gospel, um, what things we've experienced that might happen. So, um, a lot of times it, they go, well, well, if you're saying that it's a free gift, then I don't need to go to church. Then I don't need to worship or I don't need to, um, there's, there's nothing that I need to do. If it's free gift, I just take it and I go. And that's, um, part of discipleship because I think a lot of times, um, we can get so hung up on, I just got to get this person saved that we forget about the discipleship part that comes after that. Okay. Um, we're going to do this together. I remember going to, uh, uh, when I was a teenager, we went down to the 16th street mall in Colorado and with our youth group. And we would just start evangelizing and talking to people about basically, what do you believe in God? That was the first question we asked is to connect with them on, what do you believe in God? Who do you believe God is? And just let them do some of the talking. And it, it, a lot of times would come back to this. It's confusing when you get to that point of religion, because this person says you need to dress this way, or this person says you need to act this way. And, um, 
when it comes down to it, understanding that it's the free gift. Jesus did everything that needs to happen and we don't need to act a certain way. So, um, yeah, uh, we are all sinners by nature and by choice. And then it's a free gift. Um, that is, that is my cost. So then we're going to go to uh, Romans 5, 8. This is what is his cost. What is Jesus' cost? But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Pretty simple. Again, this is, this is what did it cost Jesus for me to have sin? Um, he went all the way to the cross and, and he died for us. Um, and this is when a lot of times we can bring up uh, John three sixteen. John 3.16 is a verse that we should all pretty know, probably the first one he ever memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So Jesus gave his life. That was his sacrifice. That was his cost. And God the Father gave his son, um, as and the Bible says, as a ransom for many. And uh, that's how he demonstrates his love for us, even while we were his enemies. That's another part of that verse, that um, we had turned from him. Sin causes division, causes separation. And this was the only way to not have that separation. That was the cost. So the next step on the Romans road, I love that we can throw in a, a couple. We have a couple John passages. We're calling them bonus material. Bonus. On this Romans road event, uh, we have a couple passages from John that just kind of tie in nicely. And, and John 3.16 is, is just such a uh, an amazing verse. I think it's the classic. But the next step on the Romans road is uh, Romans 10, 9, and 10. We call this step the way. Um, this is the how, how do, I mean, I mean, you're sharing the gospel with someone, they understand the why I need Jesus. I I'm a sinner and death is my cost, but he paid that price. So how do I get it? This is the, I think this is probably the most challenging step and it can be really, really scary. So the next step on the road is Romans 10, nine and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For that the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. This is probably my favorite passage on the Romans Road. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so simple. You confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. And I think this is one of the pieces that made me confident in sharing my faith was that I don't have to have all the answers and I don't even have to know the exact prayer to pray with this person. Yeah. If they confess with their mouth and they believe in their heart, scripture tells us you will be saved. Yep. It's such a it's such a confidence booster as I share the gospel to know that it's God that does the work, not me. Totally. And I like the two words um that kind of correspond with this trust and surrender. Yeah. It's trust and then surrender. It costs Jesus something, it's gonna cost us something. We need to surrender something, and that's our all to Jesus. So then uh, after you after you go through those verses, um, you can uh, finish off this. Now, this is the important part. This is yeah. the part that this you're leading the, to. This yeah. is the confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Yeah, so go one more step further than just reading these verses and go, what do you think? But I love what Galen says um, all the time. Uh, and he says this, uh, is there a reason why you can't pray that right now? You know, because right after you read those verses, um, Satan's going to start throwing all these things. Well, that might work for other people that might, you know, well, what about when you did this? What about that? You're not you're you're the one person that grace can't reach. Those are the lies that are just start going to start coming in. And so um, 
kind of jumping in right away and saying, is there a reason why you can't accept that right now or pray this prayer with me right now? It's just, it's a prayer. Um, and that, that kind of stops those enemies of the lies dead in their tracks. And uh, so then we go straight to the prayer and I'm, this prayer is, is it's not magic words. Mm-hmm. Um, the, because uh, going back, it's trust and surrender. So this is how they're going to communicate with God, possibly for the first time on on this salvation prayer. And so it can go something like yeah. this. Um, and that is, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And so a couple things that are that are happening here is first, they're acknowledging the sin where we started. They're acknowledging uh, the cost. They're acknowledging the sacrifice that it took, and they're acknowledging Jesus as Savior, yeah. that trust and surrender again. And then I love this because at the very end, it has this little sentence that I think is so powerful. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have. I love yeah. that because it's kind of confirming it to themselves of what just happened, of what is happening yeah. um, in faith. And uh, that little confidence is is huge. There, I don't know about you, but in times of my life, I've doubted. I've doubted that I meant what I said or I doubt because it's a big deal. Salvation is a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and so understanding, okay, God, you heard me the first time I prayed and you heard me for eternity. And this is, this is lasting because it's not something that I did. Right. It's something you did. So taking away that doubt piece of it, I think is is so important. Um, yeah. There's a there's a little story um, that I just want to share of uh, <laughs> of of the first lady to ever get um, saved in our new our new sanctuary years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago, and I I love this because it it just shows the simplicity of of what has to be there. A lot of times we can make it so much bigger evangelism, so much bigger and weightier than, than it really need, than Jesus intended it to be. Um, and I remember they had this, uh, discovery group and this lady, I'm not going to say her name, but she's a volunteer now in our church and she does so much. Um, but uh, they had this discovery group, and it was a time where you could ask any question. And there were a lot of heavy questions that Galen and Rob uh, took week after week. And finally, Galen asked that question, is there any reason why you can't accept Jesus Christ into your heart right now? Because there were a lot of excuses, a lot of reasons, a lot of questions, a lot of unknowns. And they finally got past that to say, well, yes, there's that. But is there a reason why you can't do it? And she said, No. <laughs> and so they went into all we had was concrete and framed walls and they went in right in front of the concrete um, thing that was soon to become our our platform and they laid down blueprints and she kneeled on the blueprints right in front of the altar and she prayed that prayer yeah. and it was it's such a beautiful thing because it was nasty it was messy there was drywall dust everywhere there was <laughs> framing sawdust everywhere and but that none of that mattered all that mattered is that she spoke to Jesus and she trusted and surrendered and it was done and even just looking back today at at her life and her influence since that moment it's a beautiful thing what what God can do with that simple prayer that simple obedience yeah and I, I kind of want to throw something in here, if I may, because um, sharing the gospel is, it, it can be really scary. Um, there's a lot of 
what if they ask me questions I don't have the answers to? Or um, what if they say no? I mean, we can present the gospel clear and simple, and they can still say no. And um, one of the passages I love in 1 Corinthians, um, Paul is saying, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 9, and he's just saying, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Now, the one who plants and the one who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and we are God's field, God's building. Mm, I just good. love that, that it's not—God is the one that does the work. And if we're obedient to to share the gospel, to plant that seed, even if they reject at the moment and say no— it's not us who's doing the work. God's going to do the work in their heart. And so I think it's super important to keep that that peace in front of us and not to let fear stop us from sharing that. Yeah. Um, but it is a real thing. And also the other piece is fear of, well, what if they ask me something I don't know? That is my yeah. biggest holdup. Like, oh my gosh, the Bible and God is such a, a big thing. He's He's so amazing. Yeah. What if they ask me something I don't know? It's okay to say, I don't know. It yeah. really is. It we're human and this side of heaven, we're not going to have all the answers, but to be able to walk alongside him and say, gosh, I still don't know all the answers, but I do know the way. Yeah. And I do know the truth and the life. And just to, just to be consistent and share that. Absolutely. That that's, that's not our responsibility to, um, what they do after that is not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to tell them, right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And not to feel shame and not to feel, I got to tell you, I was afraid I was afraid going out there as a teenager on the on the street in 16th Street Mall, not a great place today to even <laughs> to even drive by. But um, going out there and just talking to people, we got some we got some weird stuff. Oh, yeah. that, some weird and we stories. got some hard questions. Yeah. And and some guy said, you know, do you believe in a heaven or a hell? He goes, yeah, man, I'm going to go snowboarding in hell when I die. Woohoo! And then he showed me a knife that was inside his trench coat. And <laughs> as a teenager, man, that was that was scary. So I get that fear. I get that scare. Now, I'm not trying to scare you away from evangelism because this next part is going to talk about why we evangelize when we evangelize, all that fun stuff. But I was afraid. And I yeah. think it's okay to say that it's okay to be afraid. Absolutely. Fear is not a bad thing. Nope. Fear is a good thing. And sometimes helps us to get past some points that that we struggle to to get past, like just starting the conversation. So I think that the Romans Road, this little bitty tool, gives us a couple things, a couple benefits in evangelism. And so the first one is it gives us confidence in our faith. When you share this with other people, it reinforces that in our life. It makes that foundation just so much clearer and stronger in our own lives about it's not a cost that we have to pay. It's not a um, we don't have to work our way into yeah. heaven and work our way into God's approval. Um, and so it just kind of puts us again on that same level with with everybody else. You know, it's that that handle to heaven is way too high for any of us to jump and reach. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, I think another benefit is it prepares us and that takes away our fear. It, it gives us something to start the conversation and to talk about and know where it's going to go. And then from there, you know, if they ask questions again, like you said, I don't have the answer to that one. Hey, that's an honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just me There's, being authentic. There are things that are called mysteries to faith that yeah. we won't understand and are not intended to understand until we get into heaven. And we could spend our whole life trying to understand it and look from every perspective and still need to get to the bottom line that 
this is not for us to understand while on this plane. It's God's. But understanding this simple bit can help take away that fear and give us confidence too. And then the last one is, oh man, it's so, so simple. Yeah. This is so simple. Um, and uh, I know um, in leading people to Christ, uh, okay, so most of the people I led to Christ, I was I was in elementary school when I led people to Christ. And because it was so simple, I understand that it was simple. And I was like, why doesn't everybody do this? You know? So I asked people and um, I remember uh, one little kid right next to the merry-go-round, he and I were talking about Jesus in at recess. And I said, it's simple. You want to know how to do it? And I went down the Romans road that I memorized in Sunday school and he prayed a prayer. And none of it was really beautiful. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it was, it was a third grader's perspective on it, but man, it, he accepted Christ that day. He prayed the prayer. And, uh, and so it's so simple and that's a beautiful thing. And I think it's easy for us to get a little bit, um, pulled away into the commission. You know, we can, we can kind of be one-sided and everybody has to become a Christian. Everybody has to be saved and that's my job to do it. You know, we can get really focused on that. Um, the commission is a real thing. And in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, it says, go out into all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. That's our commission. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. But then there's this other part. That's Mark 12, 28. That's the greatest commandment, you know? So these two things, we have the great great commission and we have the greatest commandment. Go ahead and read that. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. Awesome. I love that. And uh, this is Jesus talking to one of the teachers of the religious law. So he's thinking he already knows the answer, you know, and he's saying of all the commandments, because I've earned my way into heaven already, which is the most important. And that's when Jesus replies that the greatest commandment, listen to Israel, love the Lord, your God, the one and only Lord. Um, and that's, that's the great commandment. And so it, in loving him, we will love others, right? The second greatest yep. commandment. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's love God, love people. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. And Galen preached a message a couple of weeks ago about bumpers, about that legalistic view, the, the law view, which is what this teacher is coming at him with versus the grace bumper, which is the cheap easy, grace, the cheap grace bumper, which is, hey, I just I just hope everybody gets saved, you know, um, and by looking at me and looking at my life and how much, you know, on the outside, I love people that that they'll want what I have and they'll they'll just ask Jesus. You know, that's the that's the easy, cheap grace or or that God is so giving and so loving that there's nothing that will stop that. You know, he'll, that he won't put him to hell. He won't send anybody to hell. That's that cheap grace idea. And then the legalistic that. I have to be the one to run everybody through this prayer exactly like it is. And then, um, and then everybody will be Christians. There's that middle line and that, that middle line is the gospel truth and that we need to be ready. And by living our lives in such a way, we can be ready to give an answer to those who ask of us of that relationship that we've had with them. They've seen our love. They've seen our joy. They've seen, um, how much we care and, and love about the, love them, even while they're not sinners, just as Jesus did for us. And that's the, and that's the challenge, I think, Yeah. to live our lives in such a way that, that people will want that, will see that, will notice that, hey, you know, when everybody else is yelling and going on Facebook and bad mouthing everybody else, you never do that. You know, you, there's something different about you. Yeah. Our youth pastor 
who happens to be my father-in-law, James's father, um, he always, always said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's about developing relationship and being willing to share to share that gospel at the same time. There's such a beautiful middle ground in that gospel truth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, April, for doing this. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Obviously, you can always get a hold of us. We uh, love to talk about this and talk with people. And um, man, if we can take that one fear away of just being able to share a little bit of truth, that gospel truth, um, what an amazing world we can live in. You know, if, if, if we're ready and prepared to do that, especially with the people we love and we come in contact with, that little circle that God's given us. So um, we hope that you tune in next week and keep on this uh, evangelism train with us. Um, and just remember, as Galen always says, and, and we always say at the end of these, be strong and courageous. <laughs>